Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Alan, you probably didn't think I had this in me, but this is Daft Punked off the top. They've broken up now after almost three decades together. They've been together a really, really long time. Your old boy will surprise you from time to time. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's go, Zuby! Every once in a while, I'll bust something out for you. Here's the thing. We're going to get into this in one minute, but fellas, think about it. We're just in one minute going to talk about one of the biggest superstars in the NFL. Hasn't played since October and wasn't a part of his franchise's biggest win in a quarter century. Yet everyone is talking about him and many teams are talking about Getting him. That's in one minute. How was last night for the fellas? Relatively light night. There was a little NBA, a little streaming. Uh, Key doesn't want to talk about the NBA. Let's not talk about the Lakers <laughs> last night. Tough loss to the Wizards. They lost in overtime. Okay, so what? I know, it's just okay. three in a row. Three well, in a row. That's one, one point. They lost three in a row. Okay. Yeah, LeBron deal. played 43 minutes. That's okay, and LeBron James also said he didn't need rest as people try to set that narrative about LeBron. So I don't want to hear that. Don't try to say people when you're referring to me. You can just say my name. Well, I'm like, <laughs> don't want to say your name because I don't want you tweeting at me for saying your name. So Would you like that tweet if you got it? I might like it if I got it right. Push the like thingy because I need somebody to like my tweets. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. No, but I was same thing. Same routine. Couple people hacked up investigated it. Inside the TV. Oh, no. Inside it's the up. TV. Just <laughs> for first time listeners. <laughs> Inside the Come TV on. as I watched the murder mysteries that I stream or I watch on TV. It was interesting when though last night. Guy got away. Scott, I seen two of them. Guy gets away Scott clean. He's all fine and dandy. Guess how he got caught? Something dumb. D- credit well, card. first credit of all, card. you kill somebody was dumb. <laughs> That's the credit start. Card. No, he got caught from a dog hair. They went what? and found the dog fiber, the little hair from the dog, and they matched it because the, the hair from the dog was in the clothing of the individual that was murdered. And it wasn't a human hair. And they couldn't figure it out. And they happened to go to his house. And then they came back, came back a couple other times, and then the dog appeared. And it was like, hmm. and it clicked. Dog hair, dog. We'll, we'll put it together. Jail. And then it was two other dudes. They didn't kill somebody in the basement. Cleaned it all up. Clean. Every day. They put the the, the paper, I mean, the plastic around everything clean. They got away Scott clean. They thought they they was chilling. They went to investigate, did the whole thing. You know, they did the luminol, sprayed everything, the whole thing. The blood splatter, whatever, uh, went around on the backside, and there was just a little, little bitty dot of blood on the backside of a pole. That they missed from cleaning up, jail, rest of their life, gone. Just like that, done. I was like, man, y'all, first of all, you can't be killing people. Every day, can you watch all this stuff? How do you watch? I can't every day. It's like you're the mastermind plotter now. I can see when you're stuck at home, like, nope. I'm gonna tell her I didn't do this. I'm gonna clean it up, <laughs> clean up all the evidence. You have no, no you ain't gotta worry about that with me. Ain't no, uh uh-uh. uh. Allegedly, allegedly, right? none of that. We See, won't Zubin be dealing I, with that. Remember when I had my tooth pulled out, Zubin? This yes. Is like what? Three, four months ago, yeah. I got a dental implant yesterday. Have you heard of a dental implant? Yes. I, have you ever had one? Keith? You know, you know who owns. So the uh-huh. individual who created the dental implant, he owns a hotel that you stayed in and Zubin stayed in seventeen thousand million hundred times. Wait, the hotel that's the DoubleTree. 
He owns that hotel. Is that right? In Bristol. In, small in Bristol. Yes. Wow. Yes. All right, well, I need to get a re- I need to get a a little price reduction on these implants, man. They 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 costing too much out here. These you're all right, man. You got insurance. <laughs> So his key has told us. to cover a lot of it. Go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I got you. His Just key. don't, hey, you know, when you start getting implants and stuff like that, it starts to take shape and people start feeling good about it. Don't come back altering your nose and altering your ears and your cheeks and all. Don't come back doing that. I'm just thinking of the person that literally just flipped on the radio and heard Key talking to Jay about implants. Implants. <laughs> well, that's how it Dental. starts. Dental. But that's Dental. how it okay. starts. They start, they start off getting some sort of implant, and then the next thing you know, Jay, it'd be hard for you to sit down, Jay. <laughs> as Zubin say. Back like Benjamin Button. As Zubin say, you need a wide lens. I don't want to oh, be looking Jesus. up for Stop, stop, stop. I don't want to be looking up at Jay Wilco. Zubin, let's get into sports, Zubin, right now. Hey, Jay, you look different, man. What you do? Finally, somebody else asking us to do that. I'm always the guy that's failing us out. Tighten up that nose a little bit, Jay. Come back with a pencil nose, huh? If you've got anything for me. Is Jay related to Michael Jackson? What is going on? Hey, 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 hey. Sorry, 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 sorry. All right, I'm pausing. I'm pausing. See, Zubin, He's the no laugh takes, takes it too far. Takes it too far. What? It tightened up drastically. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, yeah, all leave right. Mike alone. All right. Go ahead, Zubin. Back <laughs> okay. to sports. Back to sports. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. After a little loose talk with the fellas, let's get straight into OBJ. And obviously, <laughs> that's the guy I was referencing, right? The amazing uh, numbers that he's put forth. Obviously, he's been a little bit banged up. Uh, he's an asset to any team, but obviously the Browns are able to withstand his loss and get all the way to the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, NFL Network is reporting that he is available. Teams aren't knocking down the door, but any talent of this ilk is going to draw some interest. So, fellas, let's get your thoughts on what could be a suitable option for OBJ, mm. obviously on the trade market here. If it, it, would, it would have to be on the trade market. First of all, I want to see where his health is at. Is he healthy? If he's healthy and he's fully recovered and he doesn't have any lingering issues and he feels good about where he's at and we feel good about him, then I think he could be a player. Uh, So many times in this league you are misunderstood about who you are as an individual off the field, or even on the field for that matter. Um, I think he could certainly help a team for sure, whether it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whether it's coming back to New York and – helping the New York Jets try to revitalize their organization and getting back to winning ways, or if it's the San Francisco 49ers and a veteran presence at the receiver position there. or, or you know, So when you start to look at some of those options, he certainly could help a team. Uh, I can understand why Cleveland Jay would want to go in a different direction, not because of – his lack of production or, or availability is just more about the cost of him and Landry and the fact that they've gone further than they've ever been without him in the lineup for 16 full games. Um, and so when you look at that as a front office guy, you got to say, do I want to invest another 18, 19, $20 million into a guy that we won X amount of games without, even though it may make us slightly better? and more explosive. And so that's how you got to look at it. But he still could be a player in this league. You see, I'm not sending OBJ to the Jets. I'm not sending OBJ to the Colts. I'm not sending him any place where my quarterback seems somewhat fragile, 
with how they manage personalities. Like, I don't know how Carson Wentz is coming out of this ego situation. You know, if Sam Darnold is going to be the guy in New York, I know he needs a big-time wide receiver target. But I, I worry about how Baker Mayfield and OBJ kind of work together just due to the fact where I saw Baker try to squeeze so many passes to OBJ and not just let the game reveal itself. I send him more so to a veteran situation, whereas, hey, if, if you can't retain Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay, okay, Tom Brady, come rock with us. Tom Brady can manage strong personalities. Hey, Green Bay, okay, Aaron Rodgers. Like, hey, him next along to Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers can manage strong personalities. I don't want a personality trait in a QB where I feel like OBJ, not saying he does it maliciously, just his mentality of give me the ball or I need to get my targets can overwhelm a quarterback who maybe isn't positioned or primed to handle that. Well, that's why I started off by prefacing what people say. You get caught up in a receiver's narrative about who they are. They want the football. This, that, and the other. Distraction, this, that, and the other. That is so overblown, Jay, it's ridiculous. And I'm going to defend it because it is ridiculous. Yes, a receiver defending a receiver. What a shocker. (laughs) Go ahead and say it. Because I almost said some other words. It's laughable when people say those sort of things because it's not true. Well, let me defend OBJ in the last minute we have here. This is the best defense I can give you, obviously not having played the position like you. This is the best defense you can give. What position do you play? Kicker. (laughs) Slash punter. Your general manager. It was dual threat. You can't call me. I play two positions. Chief data officer of the team. team. You only play wide receiver. No, but here's the thing. Here's what I would say with regards to OBJ in all seriousness. Remember, he missed the first four games of his career. Right. So he had a shot rookie year, not a shot rookie year, but he missed a quarter of the season. 2017, he had the bad ankle injury. And then this year, of course, he went down in week seven. So he's missed a lot of time. But in his seven years, he's gone for 6,830 yards. So he missed a chunk of his rookie year, missed a ton of 2017, missed a ton of 2020. And despite all of those games missed, he is still nearly a 1,000 yard a season guy. People do not give him credit. For that. Oh, he's Think very about productive. all the guys that have played in this league that haven't missed time. He's missed significant chunks of three of his seven seasons, and he's still a 1,000-yard receiver, essentially. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. On the way, with or without OBJ, whether he's traded or not, the Browns' championship window does seem wide open. But whose window right now is the most open to go for it all? That's next on Keyshawn, hey. J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Hey. Yada, yada, hey, yada. Hey, yeah. hey, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> the club okay. never closes, from All what right. you've told me. Mm-hmm. And the ESPN app. That is the best place for Carson Wentz to wind up. Coached, again, by Frank Reich. This is put up or shut up for Carson Wentz and Frank Reich. Frank Reich, you're staking your career on this guy being what he was in 2017. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance. So that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats.
stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. You asked for it. Zubin, you might be made. Come on, Zubin. He might be uncomfortable when this song comes on on the club. Hang on a second. I have some singles in the pocket. You're so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't getting a whole lot done with the single, man. I wish I could help you. If you can give me a little more, if you can give me a little more, I got an Abraham Lincoln here. Yeah, I don't think Abe was going to get it done, man. You got to get to GW. Uh, back down to the one. <laughs> you asked for it. You got it. We're Zimmy, back. You wouldn't like it. Your hair will be all messed up. You have to go back in the bathroom and do the tea tree key, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Key is not really on the whole the Colts have a ton of pressure here under Reich, but that's where we're going to go here, the pressure argument. It's 59-year-old Frank Reich. Ex-teammate of mine. Ex-teammate. It's 28-year-old Carson Wentz. And the other number, both of those guys, 59-year-old coach, 28-year-old quarterback, are trying to bring the Colts franchise Super Bowl championship number three. The window seems to be wide open. As Key has mentioned, they have a young, aggressive, great defense, many of them on rookie deals. A young, aggressive, great general manager in Chris Ballard, and now obviously the missing piece that every organization needs, the quarterback, if indeed he can be Resurrected. So we're asking, essentially, Key, whose Super Bowl window is the widest? The Colts are there, but there are plenty of teams that feel as though either they're moving into that window where it's about to get wider, or they're in a place their sweet spot is now. Widest Super Bowl window. Which fan base should be the most fired up? We are inches away. Are we taking Kansas City out of the equation? I think we have to add them in, yeah. right? Just as like an, oh, just yeah. like an obvious mean, checkmark. Okay. I mean, it's an obvious checkmark. Chiefs, boom, out. You know, uh... You got, let's stay in the AFC for now. You got the Buffalo Bills, you got the Chiefs, you got the Baltimore Ravens, and now you have the Indianapolis Colts. I don't want to put squeeze more than four teams in this deal. The, the Indianapolis Colts are right there, and I don't think there's pressure on Frank Wright because he's, if he gets a little bit of a plus out of Carson Wentz coming from Philadelphia, he wins. And if he doesn't, there's no loss for him because the guy was so damaged when we got him. Like I can't, I can't all of a sudden turn a cake, uh, uh, turn flour and water into a cake, and that's what you're getting with Carson Wentz. Is you're getting 
regular flour and some water. Now he's got to try to figure out how to make a cake out of it. Maybe he can get some eggs and some milk along the way and some butter and sugar. But if not, it's not really on him to fix that. But Buffalo's there. I mean, you see what they did this year. They could take another step forward. Baltimore is going to retool the receiver position. They did it at the, with the coaches. And then, obviously, there's Kansas City. In the NFC. The Browns in the AFC? We just spent a second Bra- talking the Browns, about the Browns. Browns. That's the, the one team I have are, instead of the Baltimore. Bra- the Browns are there. They're, they're, they're there. But what's tricky about the Browns is their window might be coming open. But then again. If it goes anywhere south, it's going to close. Bam. Because all of a sudden, the decision is, what do we do with the quarterback? They may like the quarterback, but they may not love the quarterback. Where Baltimore is looking to get a long-term extension done. We already know Patrick Mahomes is paid. Carson Wentz is paid. And we already know what they're getting ready to do with Josh Allen as a long-term solution Mm -hmm. in Buffalo. Haven't had one of those since Jim Kelly. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at that, it's like, okay, we, we like Cleveland. It's sexy again, Jay. Cleveland is the talk of the town again. We, we did this two years ago with them. Oh, the Browns, the Browns, the Browns, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. That window with them is open, but it could close because of heartbreak. It, 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 and that's what could happen to them. We should mention here also, I think that's one thing you have to think about because when you look at the window – You're right. It can close really fast, but it's one of those opportunities. If you're a Browns fan and you've waited for this moment since the franchise returned to the NFL in 1999, if it's fast, you almost owe it to yourself. If you're saying everything hinges on one guy, let's go. Who's locked up for the Browns long term right now, Jay? That makes any sense. That's an important piece to this team. I lost you guys for a second. Oh. I lost audio for a second. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Uh, that's fine. You gotta, we got to fix that soon because I'm sick and tired of it happening. Um, <laughs> you no, and me both. What I was saying is who's locked up long-term for the Browns? Like, we can point to long-term in, in Kansas City, Baltimore, uh, Buffalo, we, we, uh, Indianapolis. Who's locked up long-term that really is the foundation for that team other than Miles Garrett. That's the only one I was going to say. That's the, it. The QB of yeah. the defense. So they've got to make decisions on a lot of guys moving forward. The, I, I'm with you on the long, the longevity of contracts there. But it still feels like, you know, look, when's the last time we've been excited about Cleveland football? I mean, it just, even with OBJ not participating this year, it feels like they finally have figured it out to a degree. Now, look, they won a lot of games that were really close games. Uh Beating the Pittsburgh JV team essentially helped them get there. But at the end of the day, like, you still feel like they have somewhat of a foundation now. Whether they take care of that foundation, that's what they have to do with next steps. But it still feels like their window is open because of the way Baker Mayfield played in that stretch. Yeah, the last stretch, yeah, it feels like it's open, Zubin. Yeah, fellas, let's just go team by team that we were throwing out the other day. And just, just tell me yes or no. We can get the NFC involved here. Uh, as well, of course, since they have the reigning Super Bowl champions. Know how you feel about Cleveland, Kansas City is an obvious key mention, Buffalo, and Indy. Let's just run through some of the NFC contenders. Green Bay, window widest? Yeah, windows windows yeah. open. Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yes. I mean, they, they already won, so it's whatever. You could, uh, But they, it's still they, open for another couple of years? Yeah, We're saying it, Tom it Brady is. can play oh, until it, he's 46? It, it is, but I don't even – it's just weird because I wouldn't put them in that category because if they didn't – for whatever reason, didn't bounce back and win another Super Bowl or get to a deep run in the playoffs, I'd be like, okay, 
they did what they they set out to do in year one. So it's all gravy or yeah, gra- gravy abs- boots. Yeah, gravy boots. Rams. That, now this is this is an interesting yes. one. Rams. Window window yes. is open, but that window the window for the Rams is like a, a elevator shaft. It's just doing this. That's what it's doing. So they got to go in because that thing will slam on them before long. And the Saints. Saints is open. They got everything there except we don't know what the quarterback situation looks like. They know. We don't. But everything else is there. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees was the issue at quarterback that didn't, you know, have barbecue ribs for several weeks and then he just didn't play well down the stretch. So when you start to look at it, it's like everything else is there. What is Jameis Winston going to do when he gets underneath the center for 16 games? I'm assuming he's the guy. Even though and we'll see about we'll see about Seattle too, Zubin. Oh, yeah. Seattle. Throw is Seattle well. in there. Seattle's there. Seattle's there. So, so that's about the four or five teams in the NFC. Yeah. Interesting. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. But as Key said, if you're a Browns fan or a Rams fan, keep a quick eye on it because it can change in a matter. See, of the moments. the problem with the Browns is they're a lot like the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Clippers. You know, every single year they got you feeling a certain way. And then they break your heart. Mm-hmm. Think about it. the Cowboys coming every year, and then crush. You know the Clippers, crush. It's just every single year. Raiders, yeah. oh, they rolling. They go. This is the year. Eh, not so much. Yeah, still on the way. If we ask this question in any of the last twenty years, you certainly think the Pats would be in the discussion of teams with the Uh-oh. widest window. Not so much. We've mm-hmm. got a possible reunion in New England at the quarterback position, and we're not talking about Belichick reuniting with Jimmy G. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80. You agree with Cam Newton that he can still be a starter in the NFL. You look at him last year, and I just think he's been, he's taking too many shots. They don't want to go out in the manner that they left the field last year. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. Key, panic meter on your uh, Lakers right uh. now? I guess that's a zero. They lose their third straight. They lost to the Wizards 127 120. I'm laying out. <laughs> you know, Smart team, move. As you know, still playing, of course, without Anthony Davis. So the Lakers Got- drop one to the Wizards, Jack. Got to start thinking about load managing LeBron eventually. Got to start thinking about it, Zubin. It's just one game, but many people that follow the NBA know the Wizards are one of the worst teams in the association. 
Actually, Zubin, they can make the playoffs. They're playing. They won five in a row now. They're playing actually some of the best basketball it's un- uh, of their season thus far. Yeah, you're right. There's an underrated tact that there's not too many teams out of the entire hunt if you take in the play-in tournament, right? When you put the play-in tournament in there, it really does expand the options, and there's only a handful of teams that aren't there. So that's interesting, the NBA trying to keep it alive for all 30. Major League Baseball, of course, also has 30 teams. But here's the deal. The Seattle Mariners are sticking out like a sore thumb today. Their president and CEO, Kevin Mather, has resigned. This after comments he made earlier in the month at a Rotary Club function when they go around the state of Washington to talk to fans about the team. He made some comments which were posted to YouTube in which he essentially said a couple of former players, one former player that's back with the club and a prospect, railing on their English. He also openly said the team's top overall prospect, they were intentionally manipulating his service time to keep him down in the minors to limit his pay. That's not exactly odd, but not many teams go out and say that publicly. As you might imagine, after those particular comments about the player's English and holding players down, he has resigned. He had been with the team for a quarter century. Black history always brought the attention and prominent commitments to historically black colleges and universities including the head coach of Jackson State, Deion Sanders, who's going to join us this morning. Makur Maker, one of the top college basketball prospects in the country, committed to playing at Howard. First player in the quote-unquote recruiting era. One-star, two-star, three-star, four-star, five-star to commit to an HBCU. Also keep in mind the NBA All-Star Kyrie Irving, who we're going to mention here in just a second, offered to pay tuition for nine Lincoln University Seniors, So there's a lot of good going on at the HBCU level, an organization and a level that needs a lot of help, resources, and commitment financially isn't there, but maybe some of the big names are starting to change it. SportsCenter brought to you by Indeed. Find quality candidates fast with Indeed Instant Match. Indeed searches through millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates to fit your job description instantly. Claim a $75 credit on your first post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. For more on that, you can always check out our podcast. Over the last week and a half or so, we took every single division and we said QB or not QB. The biggest pressing question that each starting quarterback for that team has. We started with the NFC East. And again, you can go back on our podcast, wherever you find podcasts. We went through eight straight days, the four divisions in each conference. On day two, we honed in on the AFC East and we asked Key and Jay, essentially, Cam Newton, QB, or not QB. Cam making some news on perhaps his QB future. He was on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall, Fred Taylor, and Chad Johnson, of course, three former players. And Cam opined on playing for Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick is the most misunderstood person in all of sports. 100%, 1,000%. Percent. He dope. Yeah. He do, like he is a cool dude. He yeah. understands the game. He's like an historian of the game. And for you to just sit down and chat with him, like, it's like, damn, like he's going back and he's got film, like literally teaching the game. Like what's his right, what's his right hand man name? Ernie. Ernie. Earned all. Hey. Earned man, he's a he's a, 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 a genius. Indeed. Bill's father taught him the game and Bill passing it on to generations of players. So we're asking you this morning with Cam sort of flipping the script on Bill and what we know about it. We've often heard privately, Key, you know him well privately, that he's got a great sense of humor and he doesn't really come across as the guy that's out there every Wednesday with the two-word answers. That's just for the media. He's a totally different guy behind the scenes. Guys like Key would know that. So we're asking you, since publicly we just get a completely different version of Belichick for fans and media, who's the most misunderstood person 
in sports. You could obviously answer Belichick, and Cam made a great call for that. Again, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, across the sports spectrum, not just the NFL. Mm. Who's the most misunderstood person in sports? Here are some answers that we've gotten on the Twitter feed. We'd love to hear from you on the phone line. Then we'll hear from Cam here in just one second about his immediate future. At Lavery Adam 84 this one's a little, <laughs> I think there's a little sarcasm here. James Dolan with the LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Even James Dolan misunderstands James Dolan. Indeed. At Bonk, New York, Kyrie, Will, Dennis Rodman, Rico B5, Beast Mode, Marshawn Lynch, Silky Calloway 72, Nick Saban, Keyshawn Johnson, says Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> Would you like to explain? Keyshawn Johnson put his own name right here on, the on the list. <laughs> oh, God. It was all for fun, man. I think, that, I think that tweet says it all. He's not misunderstood. He's the guy you think he is. Yeah, right? I know. That's, that's Keyshawn a, Johnson is I, Keyshawn Johnson, baby. I, you know, I've always, In the third person. I've always loved the narratives, not only about myself, but about other players coaches just it because it's it's funny when people don't get to know who you are or know you they only see from a distance so they form an opinion based on what others might say even when you look at it's like you know you talk about a, a person's personality or their mood or the way they approach the game and you set that narrative in and it lives Forever, because everybody continues to run with it without getting an opportunity to even know who you are. Just because you say something like, oh, this guy's just, he's, it's like, what are you, you've never seen me play. You've never had a chance to interview me or let alone be in a room with me. So how the hell do you know what I'm about? And so when you talk about guys like Bill Belichick, it's the same thing. Everybody assumes Bill is a certain way because you see a clip on SportsCenter and an anchor cracking a joke about his press conference. And so the first thing people say is, Bill Belichick's that way. It's like, no, you have no idea. You have no idea. And I'm glad Cam has said what he said about Bill Belichick. But there's a number of players that are out there. And a lot of times, and Jake can speak to this, a lot of times players play to it too. They play it up (laughs) because we know how stupid people can be. So we use that to our advantage. If if that's the way that you think I am, then I'm going to play it up and let you form that opinion. I once said a long time ago, Jay, when I, you know, oh, he's this, he's he's this and that, and I don't understand it. I've been working since 1996, professional, whether it's in football or in television broadcasting. I couldn't be that bad of a guy. Well, look, I know one situation in particular, Key, it was really funny just uh, knowing Kyrie, the earth is flat. He was like, just watch. Just watch when I say the earth is flat. How many people will write stories about it and it will become a really big thing and everybody will be talking about it. So, I, look, I, I, a lot of players play into it um, because at the, at the end of the day, right, everybody's making these assumptions about who you are yes. or about what you think. So, you know what? Why not? All right, I'm, I'm going to mess with everybody. Since you guys already know, I'm, I'm going I'm to double down, triple down on it. But, Key, I agree with you, and I think it's only gotten worse right now because now we're in the midst of, you know, we're, we're coming out of it, uh, thankfully. But, you know, through this pandemic, if we were already thinking that way before, now when you don't have access to people because people are way more isolated than they've been before, these narratives just run away. And let's be real, Key, a lot of times people, you know, through social media paradigms or TV say things for clicks, for likes. So 
when you're supposed to come to an instant analysis about somebody and you just say it without having context, that's how people get rewarded these days with likes or things going viral instead of it being actually trying to find some deep meaning in who these people are or context to how they live their lives. Zubin, explain to me and, 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 and to the listeners, what is the definition of misunderstood when it comes to professional athletes and coaches? Yeah, I think that's really the most interesting thing because I think what happens is I'm going to say this as the one guy in the set that obviously didn't play professionally, so really? I see this the way. I know sometimes my 5'11", 157 can fool you, but just <laughs> high school weight, by the way. How many, how many fellows out there listening are at their high school weight? Okay, no, here's the thing. What happens is, and this is this happens in the media, when you are on in Los Angeles before you joined us here, you're on for hours a day and people listen to you every single day. And they think they know you because you're a part of their day, right? They're putting their kids at the bus stop. They are making lunch for their kids and they're listening to key in the car, right? You see your family for 15 minutes every day on the way out the door and I'm listening to key for 45 minutes on the way to work. You become a part of of their regimen. So if I'm spending more time with key in the car than I'm spending with my kids in the morning, I feel like I know my kids. I'm spending more time with key and the gang. I actually feel like I know you. If you're a hardcore fan and you say you're the biggest fan of this team, nobody's a bigger fan than I am. Then you naturally start to think to yourself, nobody knows more about this team than I do. I devour everything they put out on Twitter. I watch all the team videos. I watch ESPN. So you start to lull yourself into thinking that you know so much more than you do just because of the time spent. That is misunderstood. You could spend 20 hours a week with the team and not know anything (laughs) about the team, right? So there's an aspect of that that you have to think about. It's misunderstood because you think you're spending so much time figuring out what's going on, but you may not really know anything. Yeah. No, I I just – it's fascinating to me because there's guys on that list that we mentioned like a Marshawn Lynch, misunderstood. I'm like, Marshawn is who Marshawn is. That's not – what do you mean misunderstood? That's who he chickens. is. Get your chickens. Here's one example of right now. If you had to say it right now, the most misunderstood guy in sports. And if you watch the sport of golf, right now there is a white-hot controversy surrounding a guy by the name of Patrick Reed who is accused of being a cheater. And golf, as you guys know, Jay, you play, it's the most gentlemanly game. You are going to call rules violations on yourself. You're not waiting for markers and rules officials to be there. Can't use that hand wedge, So Richard Can't use the hand wedge. Right? (laughs) Watch that backswing. Don't pick up that sand on the backswing. So Richard is in Toronto. Richard, I don't want to steal your thunder. You said Patrick Reed, but I am 100% in agreement with you. There is not another guy on the tour that is seen one way and might be, in just my opinion, might be another. What do you have? Appreciate it, guys. I I agree 100%, man. There's no way you can be a professional golfer and uh, shoot minus five on the front nine and have cheating as any sort of consideration on the back nine. It's just not going to happen for a pro golfer. And I would also say the thing that Richard would add there, and I'll add it for him, is that every time he has these cheating accusations, he wins tournaments. He's mm. a Masters champion. Patrick Reed has won the Masters. He's not just any old golfer. But what did he do, though, to, to even start that? I'll give you an example. This actually happened about three or four weeks ago. I'm not going to go into detail about this. Please don't. Um, no, no, I won't. Because Jay's a golfer, you're not a golfer. I want to know. This just happened a few <laughs> weeks ago, and it was a white-hot controversy for a tournament he ended up winning. 
He hit a ball, and I'm going to use the, the golf terminology. We're not going to go too super deep. The ball was embedded, right? Essentially, did the ball move, right, when it landed? The quote-unquote embedded. Here's the problem. Right now, you don't have any fans on the tour. Mm-hmm. You don't have any volunteers or rules officials. Very limited because of the coronavirus. Let's mm-hmm. keep as few people on the course as mm-hmm. we can. Yeah, so, so ball, key, ahead. real quick, when, sometimes when a player hits a ball, all these fans, they crowd around the shot. Yeah. Right. And all these officials watch the ball to make sure it doesn't move. Right. Here it is. It's OB. It's out of bounds. Here it is. All that sort of stuff. So basically, I'll just give it to you in one minute. Nobody was there to see what exactly happened with the ball because the course is barren except for the TV cameramen and the players. And so in golf, if you're not exactly sure what happened, you should assume the worst. You should assume, you know what? I should give myself a penalty here because I'm not 100 percent sure this happened. Right. And what he did was he said, no. I'm giving myself the benefit of the doubt. And you might think that's a very silly, small thing. Golfers are like, no, we have a code. You cannot oh, assume God. the this benefit is why of the doubt. I, I just drink it's the a- liquor and look. <laughs> this is a huge thing in golf. And I think Patrick Reed, be honest with you, Richard in Toronto, he's number one on this list. Like I said, it's a little strange, but I just do think in certain sports, if you're coloring outside the lines, you are always going to be seen mm. as misunderstood. What a waste of time. <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199, plus get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. The Jacksonville Jaguars is where we're going to start. And for more, we'll bring in our guy who covers the Jags every day of the year, Mike Taracco. He spent eight years exclusively on the Jags beat. He's with us this morning. All right, so we'll go best case before worst case. I always want the good news before the bad news. Good morning, Mike. He joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Best case scenario for the Jags this offseason is? 20-0, I think, is what uh, everybody here <laughs> Literal. Expects. Yes, literally, um, you're right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's summer and it's urban. Of course they're going to be, uh, you know, undefeated. No, I, I mean, I think Best case scenario for this team is is Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. We see him as a rookie play the way that we expect him to, that everyone expects him to. And the Jaguars are hovering around that 500 mark at the end of the season and and in the conversation for a playoff hunt. But, um, you know, I I think anything more than that, honestly, would be a little bit unrealistic. What is the best case this offseason for the Jacksonville Jaguars as about three weeks ago they got off to a rough start? Yeah, I was going to say the best case would be no more of that. Um, <laughs> let's make some better personnel decisions here if you're Urban Meyer. Um, but I think, you know, they, they, they need to address some areas in free agency. Um, they, they do have some building blocks here, but there are a lot of pieces that have to be fixed. They've got to address the interior defensive line at tight end. Um, I think the best case scenario would be them finding um, a left tackle to protect Trevor Lawrence uh, adding a wide receiver, whether it's Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, one of the big ones, or the the middle tier receivers, and going after and getting Hunter Henry the tight end because that's one of their biggest weaknesses on offense. That would be a monster, massive offseason for them. So um, not really realistic, but certainly the best case. Mike, there's been so much talk about Zach Wilson moving up the draft charts or Mac Jones about him being a pocket quarterback but realistically, are the Jags taking anybody other than Trevor Lawrence with the first pick? Well, at, at Trevor Lawrence's pro day, uh, Urban Meyer was standing on the field in front of Trevor 
uh, about five to ten yards away while he was throwing. So I've never seen that at any other pro day ever. Um, the pro day was held a week uh, or a month early because of Urban Meyer talking to Trevor Lawrence and asking him, hey, why don't you throw early? So I would be absolutely stunned if anybody else is taken at that number one spot. Yeah, Urban, Urban was on the field because he's Urban, right? I mean, Urban is like, right. I'm doing this. I'm doing it my way. <laughs> when you look at it, though, with Jacksonville, what, what, are, what are the expectations this year for the Jaguars and Urban Meyer? Realistic expectations. Oh, realistic expectations? Honestly, I do think that what I described as the best-case scenario is probably the, the expectations that most people have around here. Um, but realistically, I would say, you know, if they can get up to five, six, seven wins and they address some areas that they needed to fix and Trevor Lawrence looks like the real deal, he's having a, you know, Justin Herbert-type rookie of the year, um, you know, season, that, that to me is the best case that they could possibly really hope for here. That's realistic anyway. I mean, they, like I said, they've got some holes and they've got some issues on defense that they've got to address. They do have 11 draft picks and they have the most salary cap space so they can go after some guys. But honestly, when you look at it, the bottom line record-wise, if they can be in that 5-6-7 win range, I think uh, you know that, that would be a really, really good debut for Urban Meyer. Mike, let me ask you this. What if they say, you know what? We understand that the Jacksonville Jaguar fan base has fallen in love with Trevor Lawrence, but we're moving out of the number one spot because we don't think that it's that he's the guy. We're going to move down, and all these quarterbacks to us are pretty much the same. We want some more draft picks to build this roster. How, how would it be perceived in Jacksonville? He would not be able to go out and eat. Uh, in this city. Um, I mean, they have fallen in love with Trevor Lawrence, and as they should. I don't – look, when when Shad Khan was introducing Urban Meyer, they were talking about, you know, the fact that this franchise has never had a franchise quarterback. Mark Brunel was really, really good way back in the franchise's early days, but since then it's been a mess. And that's the one thing that they've lacked, and Shad Khan was talking about it, and he never mentioned Trevor Lawrence, but we all knew who he was talking about. So if they were to move off of that, um, there would be a huge, huge outrage here in Jacksonville over that. They want Trevor Lawrence here. The fans want Trevor Lawrence. And honestly, I'm not sure what Shad Khan would do in that scenario. Um, he might actually walk in and fire them all on draft night if they move out of that number one spot and you know decide to hire a brand new staff. I mean, if it were me and they told me I don't want to take Trevor Lawrence, I would be really, really upset as an owner. And you know, one of the reasons that Urban took the job is because they had the number one pick and the opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence. So I just don't see it happening. And if it did, who uh, Urban would not be able to leave his house for a long time. Mm. Mike, they're picking number one for the first time in franchise history, and they probably hope after they grab Trevor Lawrence, they'll never be picking at number one again. We'll be on the way to the NFL draft when Roger Goodell shakes hands with Trevor Lawrence April 29th on ESPN television Mm -hmm. and ESPN radio. And then, as Jay said, then the draft really begins. Mike, thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. All right, Mike. That's Mike DeRocco all over the Jags beat for ESPN. He's covered the team every day for the last eight years. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. (laughs) Hazard pay. (laughs) Hazard pay. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the way.
More Cam Talk. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Anscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.